0: Good morning, good morning. Happy Sabbath. This is Pastor Vince Wilson. Welcome to Eyes on Prophecy here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. It's a beautiful Sabbath morning here in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. It is Sabbath morning, February 10th, 2024. So glad that you're with us for part two of our lesson study called The Final Judgment. Last week, was part one. Today is part two. If this is your first time ever listening to Eyes on Prophecy, we welcome you. We hope that you will continue to study with us. If you've been studying with us for quite some time, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for returning and continue to stay plugged in to Eyes on Prophecy. Today, we're going to cover a little more than we covered last week, of course, but we're not going to go too far in our lesson study today. We're going to just, you know, just continue to break it up into parts as we have been doing with past lessons. I want to give you time from week to week to, uh, to go back and, and replay this episode. I want to give you time in between uh, meetings to, uh, to, uh, to read your Bible, to replay the episode, to take additional notes, what have you. Because studying Bible prophecy is something that should not be uh, consumed, if you will, In one episode or whatever, uh, many uh, prophecy seminars, if you're familiar with prophecy seminars, um, I went to my first prophecy seminar just over 20 years ago, and everything was not presented in one night. I forgot how many nights it was, but the point is, everything, you know, there's just so much to cover. There's so much uh, material, so much symbolism, so many things to to, you know, to you know, to dissect and whatever That we don't want to overwhelm ourselves in one sitting So, yes, we're going to continue our lesson study today This is part two, as I said And once again, our lesson study is called The Final Judgment What I usually do is I usually go back and, and review what we covered the previous week And I'm going to do a little bit of that today But I'm not going to go as deeply into what we covered last week I'm just going to just touch on a few things Because you can always go back and listen to last week's episode, part one, called The Final Judgment. So yeah, I'm just going to touch on a couple things, and then we're going to move forward with our material for today. But But before we go any further, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we'll move into our material for today. So please join me in prayer. Loving Father, thank you so much for a beautiful Sabbath day. Thank you for for bringing us through another week. Thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Thank you that we're able to come together once again for another uh, Eyes on Prophecy. Uh, Please prepare our hearts and minds to receive what you have to teach us today. Let everything that we learn today not just remain, uh, you know, not just remain dormant. Help us to share what we've learned with others. Help us to be uh, diligent students of your word, to continue studying on our own outside of these weekly meetings that we have. So thank you for this opportunity once again to study your word. Please make it clear for us as we dive deeper into your word today. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends. So as I said, I'm going to do a quick, quick review of what we covered last week. Again, it's not going to be a deep dive into what we covered last week, but I just want to, I just want to touch on a few things. So last week, uh, we learned that um, there are three phases of the final judgment. So again, the title of the lesson is called The Final Judgment. So in a nutshell, friend, how we live our lives on earth now, how we live in our lives today, whether uh, publicly or whether in secret, will be judged in the end. There will be a final judgment. Uh, The books will be opened, as the Bible says, and how we lived our lives, um, again, whether in public or in secret, whether good or bad, whatever, those things will be, uh, well, those things are being recorded every day, every moment, you know. The recording angels are recording our everyday activities, whatever, again, whether good or bad, but the point is, there will be a final judgment. So last week we learned that there are three phases of the final judgment. And last week we started looking at the first phase of the, ju- of the final judgment. So yeah, the, so there are three phases. Last week we looked at the first phase of the final judgment. We learned that the first phase of the final judgment has been called the pre-advent judgment because it takes place before Jesus' second coming. So if this is your first time and you weren't with us last week, Again, I invite you to go back and listen to last week's episode, part one of the final judgment where we, you know, we, you know, we dug deeper into what I just mentioned just a moment ago about the pre-advent judgment. But again, I'm just touching on a few things from last week. So again, we're in the first phase of the final judgment. I said that there were three phases. We are currently in the first phase. The first phase of the judgment, I repeat, has been called the pre-advent judgment. Why? Why? because it takes place before Jesus's second coming. So that's one thing we touched on last week. The second thing we touched on last week, we looked at the question, who, uh, who presides at the judgment? Who is the defense attorney, the judge, the accuser? Who is the witness? And we looked at some Bible verses. I'm not going to read the actual verses. I'm just going to Uh, Mention what they are. I'm just going to tell you what those verses are. You can go look them up in your Bible later on. Uh, Jot down Daniel 7, verses 9 and 10. 1 John 2, verse 1. John 5, verse 22. Revelation 12, 9 and 10. Revelation 3, verse 14. And... Uh, Colossians 1, verses 12 through 15. So again, the question is, who presides at the judgment? Again, this lesson is called The Final Judgment. So we want to know who presides at the judgment? Who is the defense attorney, the judge, the accuser? Who is the witness? The answer to the question is, God the Father, also known as the Ancient of Days, presides in the judgment. And he loves us very much. We know this. He loves us very much. And that's mentioned in John 16, 27. Satan is your only accuser. In the heavenly court, Jesus, who loves you as well, is your best friend. He's going to be your attorney, judge, and witness. And he promises that judgment will be made in favor of the saints. And that's according to Daniel 7 and 22. So the answer to the question is... God the Father is going to uh, preside in the judgment. So I'll just break it down very simply. God the Father, also known as the Ancient of, Days, Ancient of Days, is going to preside in the judgment. Satan is going to be the accuser. Jesus is going to be your best friend, your attorney, the judge, and the witness. And he promises that judgment will be made in favor of the saints. Amen. And that's according to Daniel 7 and 22. So that's a quick look at what we covered last week. Once again, I invite you to go back, look for part one of the episode called The Final Judgment. That's the title of our lesson study, The Final Judgment. Today is part two. Let's go ahead and uh, look at our material for today. And um, if this is your first time listening to... Eyes on Prophecy. We go through different lesson studies. We've gone through several lessons already. And uh, what it is, it's set up as a question and answer format. So last week uh, we started this particular lesson. We looked at questions one and two that I've just covered very quickly um, concerning the first phase of the final judgment. We looked at questions one and two And today, we are still in the first phase of the final judgment, but now we're moving on to questions three and four concerning the first phase of the final judgment. So here's our question for today, our first question for today, which is actually question number three in the lesson. What is the source of evidence used in the pre-Advent judgment? Now, remember, we just defined... Uh, 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 the pre-advent judgment We said that the first phase of the judgment Has been called the pre-advent judgment Because it takes place before Jesus' second coming So now we're continuing to talk about The uh, the pre-advent judgment Why? Because we're in the first phase The first phase is known as the pre-advent, the, the pre-advent judgment Right? So here's, here's the question What is the source of evidence used In the pre-advent judgment? By what standard We'll all be judged. Since God already knows everything about every person, why have a judgment? All right, that's a good question. So let's let the Bible help us to answer this question. The Bible says in Daniel 7 and 10, uh, Daniel 7 verse 10, the court or judgment was seated and the books were opened. And then we move on. The dead were judged according to their works. By the things which were written in the books, and that's Revelation 20 verse 12. The Bible goes on to say in James 2 and 12, they will be judged by the law of liberty. And then First Corinthians 4 verse 9 says, we have been made we have been made a spectacle or a theater to the world, both to angels and to men. So that's our uh, that's our biblical foundation uh, for the answer to this question. All right, so I'll just repeat the actual um, scriptures and you can uh, look them up in your Bibles later. I mean, I just read uh, the, the scriptures, but I'll just tell you that it's uh, Daniel 7 and 10, uh, Daniel 7 verse 10, James 2 verse 12, Revelation 20. Okay, let me back up. I'm sorry, because I want to do it in order. Revelation 7 verse 10. I'm sorry, Daniel 7 verse 10. Revelation 20, verse 12, James 2, verse 12, and 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9. All right. So now, let me repeat the question because some some of you may have forgotten the question already. What is the source of evidence used in the pre-advent judgment? By what standard will all be judged? Since God already knows everything about every person, why have a judgment? Well, here's the answer. Evidence for this court comes from books in which all the details of one's life are recorded. Remember I said a little while ago that our life is being recorded every moment. The things that we do in secret, the things that we do publicly, these things are being recorded. So evidence for this court comes from books in which all the details of one's life are recorded. For the faithful, the record of prayer, repentance, and forgiveness of sin will be there for all to see. The records will prove that God's power enables, enables Christians to live changed lives. God is pleased with his saints and will delight in sharing the evidence of their lives. The judgment will confirm that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And that's Romans 8 verse 1. Now let's talk about the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, discussion about the Ten Commandments has been going on for a very long time. I don't know how long, but for a very long time. Many people today and in in, uh, in 2024 uh, believe, um, well, I should say many people believe in the Ten Commandments. They believe that we should keep all Ten Commandments. But there's something about the Fourth Commandment that we're all, no, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say we all that many of us are still tripped up on. Something about this fourth commandment just has many people baffled. Many people don't understand the importance. Well, all the commandments are important, right? But something about that fourth commandment that people, that many people just seem to want to, uh, you know, just you know push aside. It's not as important. Yeah, it's one of the commandments, but it's not as important as the other nine you know they might not say that out of their mouths but the way they move as we say using a little slang there the way some people move it's as if the fourth commandment is not as important as the other nine you get what i'm saying okay so the 10 commandment law is god's standard there it is the 10 commandment law is god's standard so for those who believe well um yeah the, you know the law that's old testament that's for the jews it's not as important anymore. You know, for those t- for those people who, who still believe that in 2024, um, have to remember that the Ten Commandment Law is God's standard in the judgment. So in the judgment or in the final judgment, how we kept or did not keep God's Ten Commandments will be looked at. It's important that we understand that we should keep all God's Ten Commandments. Biblically, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the fourth commandment, which speaks about the Sabbath. Um, I'm not gonna get you no know, deep on that right now, but the point is, uh, many people do not believe in God's true biblical Sabbath, which is found in the fourth commandment. All right, so, but all I'm trying to say here is the fact that the Ten Commandment law is God's standard in the judgment, according to James two, verses ten through twelve. Now breaking his law is sin, according to 1 John 3, verse 4. You notice I'm giving you a lot of Bible verses here. I'm not just saying any old thing. I'm giving you Bible verses to back it up. You can look it up for yourself. It's in the word. Breaking his law is sin, according to 1 John verse 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Um, the righteousness of the law will be fulfilled by Jesus and all of his people, according to Romans 8. 3 and 4. So to claim that this is impossible is to doubt Jesus's word and his power. We must have the power of Jesus in us. In us, we must have the power of Jesus in us to be able to keep God's 10 commandments. Oh, it's impossible. We can't keep the 10 commandments. There's no way we can keep them. Well, with well through the power of the indwelling Christ, we can. So, yeah. So to claim that this is impossible is to doubt Jesus' word and his power. The judgment is not to inform God. He is already fully informed, accord informed according to uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. Rather, the redeemed will be coming to heaven from a world that has been degraded by sin. Sin will have no place in heaven. For those who believe that they're going to heaven, though they are Still sinning, they continue to sin, and I've talked about this numerous times here on the podcast something called uh, presumptuous sin. Oh, well, um, I know I'm doing XYZ, I'm living this lifestyle, whatever the case may be, but yeah, God still loves me. Yes, God, yes, He does still love you, but here's where they get tripped up. Well, I'm still going to heaven. Um, You know, so they're presuming, well, I'm still going to heaven anyway, even though I'm living this way, I'm doing these things. No, we must get the victory over sin before we can go to heaven. We will not be allowed to go to heaven with sin, with a spot or stain on our characters. We need to overcome sin again by the power of the indwelling Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome sin. So I could teach—I mean, I could teach a whole lesson on that. I could preach a whole sermon on that. But today is not the day to do that. So, rather, the redeemed will be coming to heaven. I'll, I'll just repeat what I just said. Rather, the redeemed will be coming to heaven from a world that has been de- has been degraded by sin, both the angels and the inhabitants of of unfallen worlds would certainly feel uneasy about admitting anyone to God's kingdom who might start sin all over again. Okay, let me read that part again. Both the angels and the inhabitants of unfallen worlds would certainly feel uneasy about admitting anyone to God's kingdom who might start sin all over again. That's why, like I said, sin will have no place in heaven. You know, we've got to get the victory over sin before we can... Um, you know, think about going to heaven or be considered for heaven. Thus, the judgment will open to them every detail and answer every question. Satan's real aim has always been to discredit God as unfair, ruthless, unloving and untruthful. This makes it even more important for all beings in the universe to see firsthand how extremely patient God has been with sinners. Yes, God is so patient. His long suffering, his patience. Many of us, and I'm going to include myself too, I'm not leaving myself out of this. Many of us should have been dead, should have been struck dead. But God has been patient with me. He's been patient with you. He's giving us, He's given us uh, chance after chance to make it right with him because he wants us to be saved in the kingdom. He wants to take us to heaven. But he wants us to get this victory over sin before he will allow us into heaven. So, um, this makes it even more important for all beings in the universe to see firsthand how extremely patient God has been with sinners. The vindication of God's character is another very important purpose of the judgment. You can read more about that from God's Word. You could look. Um, you could look at Revelation 11, verses 16 through 19, 15, um, chapter 15, verses 2 and uh, 2 through 4. 16, verses 5 and 7, 19, verses 1 and 2, and that's all out of Revelation, so I'll repeat that. Revelation chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, Revelation 15, verses 2 through 4, Revelation 16, verses 5 and 7, Revelation 19, verses 1 and 2, and then Daniel chapter 4, verses 36 and 37. And let me just jump in and just repeat what I've been saying for weeks now. That if you have not read Daniel chapter 7, 8, and 9 up to this point, I encourage you to go back or I encourage you to read Daniel 7, 8, and 9. Now, if today is your first time ever listening to the podcast, or I should say listening to this program, you did not hear me say about... Daniel 7, 8, and 9 before, so I'm going to say it again today if this is your first time ever hearing this, but for those who have heard me say this over and over for the past how many weeks, I encourage you to read Daniel 7, 8, and 9 because it'll, it'll bring you up to speed to where we are right now in our lesson studies. We've gone through numerous lesson studies, and reading Daniel 7, 8, and 9 will help to bring you up to speed to, uh, to where we are right now. I also said a long time ago that in Bible prophecy in general, we should read the books of Daniel and Revelation. Many of us just know about uh, Revelation and that's it. But no, Daniel and Revelation should be read as a pair. You You know what I'm saying? They should be read together is what I'm trying to say. So I just gave you those verses from Revelation and Daniel. And that answers the question about... What is the source of evidence used in the pre evident judgment? By what standard will all be judged? Since God already knows everything about every person, why have a judgment? I just give you that extensive answer. I won't repeat it. Please go back and replay this episode, and you can catch you know you can catch anything that you missed. Okay, we've got time for one more question in this episode, and uh, that'll wrap up this week's episode. This will uh, this will wrap up part two of our lesson study. So the question is, what portion of a person's life is considered in the pre-advent judgment? What will be confirmed? How will rewards be decided? So the Bible says this, God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. Remember I said about what we do, how we live our lives, whether in, in secret or in public? God will bring every work into judgment, whether, I mean, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And that's found in Ecclesiastes 12 and 14. Next, let both wheat and tares grow together until the harvest. And then the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. That's Matthew 13 verses 30 and 30. I'm sorry, Matthew 13 verse 30, and verse 41. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. That's Revelation 22, verse 12. So that's our biblical foundation uh, for the answer to this question. Again, the question is, what portion of a person's life is considered in the pre-advent judgment? What will be confirmed? How will rewards be decided? The answer Every detail of life will be reviewed. Every detail. I want to I want you to underscore that. Underscore that word. Every 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 detail of life will be reviewed, including secret thoughts and hidden actions. For this reason, the first phase of the judgment has been called the investigative judgment. Many of you may have heard of the investigative judgment, an investigative judgment. So, The investigative judgment is referring to the first phase of the judgment that we're discussing today and that we discussed last week. We're actually finishing up the first phase of the final judgment today. So um, the first phase of the judgment has been called the investigative judgment. The judgment will confirm who will be saved of those who claimed to be Christians. Many of us claim to be Christians now. But does that mean all of us are going to be saved, though? Hmm. The judgment will confirm who will be saved of those who claimed to be Christians. It will doubtless also confirm as lost those whose names are not judged in the pre Advent judgment. Although we are saved by grace, rewards will be given based on works, deeds, or conduct, which prove the genuineness of a christian's faith and we can look at james 2 verse 26 as a matter of fact i'm going to read james 2 verse 26 and i'm reading it from the new king james version and james 2 verse 26 says as for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also simply put we're familiar with with the um with the scripture simply put faith without works is dead now we know we cannot work our way to heaven as 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 many people believe we cannot work our way to heaven but how much faith we have is shown through our works if that makes sense if this is your first time ever hearing this before i want to let you know friend that no we cannot work our way to heaven i don't know what you were taught i don't know who you are I don't know what you were taught before, but no, we cannot work our way to heaven. But we say we have faith. Well, show me how much faith you have by your works. Faith without works is dead. So again, I'll read this last part of the answer. Although we are saved by grace, rewards will be given based on works, deeds, or conduct, which prove the genuineness of a Christian's faith. Pretty much what I've just explained, what I've just broken down for you. Friend, that's gonna wrap up our lesson study or our study this week. We've just finished the first phase of the final judgment. Next week, by God's grace, we're gonna come back and we're gonna start on the second phase of the final judgment. I said that there are three phases. We've just completed the first phase today. Next week, by God's grace, we'll start looking at the second phase of the final judgment. Let us close with a word of prayer. Loving Father, thank you so much for this lesson study today. We learned a lot today. We don't want to lose what we've learned today. Help us to go uh, dig deeper into your word. Help us to study on our on our own. Help us to uh, to go back and listen to the past episodes if we need to, to get a Uh, uh, To get a better understanding of what's been covered so far Um, Help us to be more diligent students of your word To dig deep into your word outside of these meetings Outside of these weekly meetings that we have here on the podcast And Lord bring us back together next week by your grace For another meeting of Eyes on Prophecy Thank you so much for this time in Jesus' name, amen. Friend, that's going to conclude our meeting for today. This has been Eyes on Prophecy on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor Vince. So great to be with you once again. Please share with others. Let others know about Eyes on Prophecy. Let others know about this podcast. We have other programs. Again, if you're not familiar, with this podcast and you happen to stumble upon this particular episode or however you found us. I just want to let you know, in case you didn't already know, we have other programs. We have other weekly programs. We have biweekly uh, bi-weekly programs. We have daily segments. So please, um, I don't know what you're listening to us on right now. I don't know what platform you're on, but if you're on anything other than YouTube, I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Look for the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast on YouTube, in addition to all the other platforms where uh, where podcasts are found. We're all over the place. So thank you once again for joining me here on the podcast. May you have a blessed weekend, a blessed Sabbath, And by God's grace, we'll come back together next Sabbath morning, which is next Saturday morning, because we believe in God's true biblical Sabbath around here, which is Saturday. We'll come back next Saturday morning, by His grace, 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions, and we bring straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a global outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. We are outreach driven. Be blessed, take care, and see you real soon.